I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I hate Togepi. And now coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle Podcast. And welcome to the 384th episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with my conscientious co-host, I've got the, the, uh, I don't know who was first. I think it's Winsicott. The fluffy, <laughs> the fluffiest co-host. I, I am the fluffiest and the oldest. I was definitely here first before all of you in the world. And then I've got the sassiest co-host. Like, that's the answer. And I'm still here. <laughs> it's sublime. And as always, welcome to the Puckle Podcast. Puckle, of course, standing for the Pokemon Underground Champions League. Uh, which is a nonsensical name that I came up with in 2007 because it was not a podcast and it, we played Pokemon in basements. And, own it. Yeah, own it. Yeah, that's what I, I mean. I don't even think, I think we were just trying to Live make a full world. Yeah, that, I mean, yeah. I'm not lying. <laughs> but of course, now we are the podcast that talks everything Pokemon from the trading card game to the video game to even video games like, I don't know, uh, we, we talk everything. Uh, Pokemon Troze. There we go. There's one. And you can uh, you can check us out in past episodes. If we, we might have talked about something that you already wanted to. If not, it requested a topic. It's fine. Uh, but we are here to bring you a fabulous show. We're going to just start off with some, with some chit-chat about how life's going. Then we're going to segue into the news, followed up by Puckle's Pokey Quiz, where we're going to quiz your co-host. And then we got a topic for you today. And then we're going to wrap things up with the Pokemon of the episode and the mailbag. So, yeah. Uh, how's things going for you guys? How's, how's life, um, Pokemon, the universe, everything? Life is a mess, so I'm just going to talk about Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've been continuing incredibly my heart gold Nuzlocke. I never continue Nuzlocke's, and I'm continuing this one. And the best part about it lately has been that I realized I hadn't gotten an Azalea Town encounter. So I went online and looked at the trees that people said were more likely to yield a Heracross. And I had butted a tree and I got a Heracross. And now I am coming for you, Whitney. Yeah. Wait, wait. What version is this? Heart gold. Oh, okay. Thank God. Okay. Because I was going to be like, no, don't do that in Crystal. He learns like no fighting type moves. No, 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 no. <laughs> this is heart gold. And he's gonna, he's gonna learn some fighty moves. Good, good. <laughs> Is this why you wanted Heracross as the poke of the episode? Yes. Okay, that's fair. It's, it's a Heracross. Shamelessly. Okay, what about you, Sublime? What have you been up to? Let me tell you about, like, 
the craziness that has been my life recently. There was state testing uh, in Texas this week, so that was horrible as a teacher. And then um, the two weeks before that, I'd actually been taking trips up to the Capitol as part of a fellowship for teachers I'm a part of to advocate for better policy in public education because I'm out here saving the world one day at a time. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we do here at Puckle, too. I save the world at my day job, and then I save podcasts at my night job, I guess. I I mean, I've been... uh, My week was awful. Yes, it was. I traveled for work this week, and man, that was the worst. Like, that was the... This was hands down, like, the worst flying experience I've ever had. Um, Both times, both on the way there and on the way back. So, um, I was traveling for work. And what, and so I was, I was traveling for work and I saw that there was a, so there was a delay on my first flight. I had booked my first two flights incoming, like pretty close together, like with a pretty short layover, something like 45 minutes because the plane that I was getting on that goes from Dayton to DC is almost always like it has like a 95% on time. Right. So I'm like, that should be fine. The odds are in my favor. Unfortunately that day, my the odds were not in my favor. Um, it was, it was delayed by like an hour and 45 minutes, which means I was going to miss my connection. So like I, I had to wait in line because I wasn't the only person that was missing their connection. Uh, I waited in line for an hour to get rescheduled and they ended up buying me a new flight out of Columbus. So I had to take a taxi all the way to Columbus, then, then fly to Detroit. And so I got to Detroit to get to my final destination. That flight got, got delayed by an hour and 45 minutes. And so, like, that was just travel from hell. So, like, I was supposed to get to my destination at, like, 6.30, and I ended up not getting there until about 1.30. Oh, my God. Yeah, so it was that was a nightmare. Um, the Detroit airport's nice, though. Yeah, it's all right. For yeah, for Yeah, yeah it, we've all no, been there. Yeah, yeah. No, the, the Detroit airport's not bad. Uh, the problem is, like, everything closes at 9 o'clock, and that's, like, when I was there. True. Ugh. Oh. oh, my God. Can we talk about the fact that the Starbucks closes at like eight or nine p.m. in yeah. the Arizona in the Phoenix airport. And I'm like, what is wrong with you closing <laughs> this early? I just want something to have. On the way back, I ended up getting uh, I ended up getting screwed again um, because I was coming back last night, and I was like, yeah, I should be fine. I like I, I've got enough travel karma. And so, uh, the first flight went well. I mean, I was, I landed right on time. I had an hour and like, I had about a two hour layover, which is fine. And so I was hanging out in the DC airport and, uh, I, so like we get on the plane, we board on time and I'm like, wow, things are going way too smoothly. And, (laughs) and of course they were, because as we were taxiing, the captain like comes down and he's like, uh, so because of the rain, they've canceled our flight route. And so we're going to sit here and they're going to let us know at seven o'clock what's going on. And then at seven o'clock, they let us know like, oh, hey, uh, we're still canceled. And now it's an indefinite delay. Um, Fuck. Yeah. And you, ugh, the worst. And we're still on the taxi, right? We're still in the, we're That's still on the plane, which terrible. is the worst, right? The worst. And so we were on the, we were on the tarmac for like, I think an hour and a half. And then we finally took off. Um, yeah. That so, happened to me the last time I was over there, but yeah. I don't know what happened, what kind of amazing, like, confluence of people happened, but not one single person on the airplane complained, and when we got off, the captain was like, oh my gosh, you were amazing, thank you so much, and we were like, no, this is, like, normal, we just 
We just yeah. were normal people. <laughs> no, it, it, nobody complained on our flight either. We're just not jerks. It was just, well, exactly. I mean, yeah. well, you have to understand, like, it's the weather. It's not like it was their fault. Yeah, no right? one can, like, blame the wet, like, you know. I yeah. can't get mad on weather delays, but I can get mad, like, when it's United's fault or Delta's fault or whatever, because yeah. the, both times on the, on the, when I was traveling there, both times it got delayed was because they just didn't have crew. And it was just like, oh, well, that, so we're waiting for the crew the entire time. Mm. The, the airplane was there, just nobody to fly it. I'll fly it. Yeah, I'm like, I should fly it. I can, I, you don't need a PhD to fly an airplane, and I have a PhD, so I'm, <laughs> I might, that means I should be overqualified, right? You're a doctor, <laughs> and there's people that value that more than the ability to fly a plane, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was just like the worst travel experience I think I've ever had. It put me in I'm like so the worst mood. to hear that. I know, it was awful. Because flying uh, already is like not... Yeah. Right. Oh man. And then even when I was like, even when I was there for work, like I ended up working like longer days than I thought I would be, because I ended up working like thirteen hour days each day I was there. Ooh, and dang. It was uh, just because like of the system I was working on. I didn't I didn't know all of the specifications before I got there because I was there to like learn their system, and I was I was learning. I was just like, yeah, I want to do. I want to make these structures, and they were just like, oh, well, that's gonna take about thirteen hours, and I'm like. Fun. Oh, okay. Mm. Fun. Let's keep it going. Yeah. Well, these are the structures I need. So, <laughs> thirteen hours. Well, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much what I said. I'm like, well, I guess we have to get going on it then, so we can go to bed and then be back, be back in the morning. So that was that was awful. But yeah, uh, I got to play Pokemon Showdown though. <laughs> there you go. Because I wasn't on the work computer networks anymore. I was on a different different network, so I could play Showdown at work again. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, well, that's where we'll cut it short and we'll kick it on over, though, guys, to the news because there's plenty to talk about over there. So let's cue that epic music. Coming to you live from the Lavender Town Radio Tower. And in the news, we have a lot to talk about because it's been like three weeks or whatever since I've done a news thing. And <laughs> I think the last episode was an early, we recorded early, so we missed out on some stuff. So I got to I gotta remember how far back we can go. First of all, there's been like crazy amounts of like Detective Pikachu promo, which I love. Uh, it's all been really good. It's all been handled very well. So I hope this can reinstate my faith in video game movies. And honestly, if any franchise can do that, it's Pokemon, right? Yeah, I mean, every time I hear the word video game movie, I remember the one time I made the terrible mistake of watching the Super Mario Bros. movie. That's a terrible mistake. No, that's just like stop right there. that's the just worst right example. <laughs> yeah, I was young and foolish. That was that's absolutely the worst, the worst uh, example. They also started doing some more promo for Mewtwo Strikes Back Evolutions, and if you watch the trailer, you're just like, oh, so it's just a shot-for-shot remake. Uh, I'm really curious to see if they actually redo any of the voice acting. I'm oh, really, gosh. really curious because I could absolutely see them just taking the old dialogue and just putting That's this hilarious. new video on top of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be horribly awkward, though. I think it would be for people not returning. And I think that's kind of the audience for this movie is people who came back with Sun and Moon. 
or not Sun and Moon, Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee. I forget there was a game in between that and Sword and Shield. Of it's sorts. so memorable, though, right? <laughs> yeah, right. To be fair, like I think the Pokemon streaming community is still like playing that one, and they're not playing Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, which makes me sad on the inside because then you don't get like awesome battles. I think the only people playing Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon are VGC players on Twitch, and us. Well, and us when I actually do it. I haven't I haven't done it in like a month and a half, but that's mostly because of the move. And then like I was gonna do it this week, but I'm like, oh wait, I'm not gonna be home this week. We're still putting up like draft league videos. Oh, that's true. On the YouTube. That's so true. That's something. Fun yeah. fact: I'm one of only two undefeated people as of right now. Ooh. Hey, but yeah, Kudos. this this Me Too Strikes Back thing is definitely for people who came back with Let's Go, and I think they're just kind of trying to ride on that hype. And I think the way you do it is you don't change Ash's voice. Uh, honestly, I think that's what you do. You don't change Ash's voice, and you just you just use Veronica Taylor's dialogue. I suppose it's just strange. Yeah, no, it's absolutely strange. I don't know. I feel like it's more. It would it would make the movie even worse. Like I'm not a fan of the fact that they're one they're remaking it, especially in the CGI style, and I'm not a fan that they're like I I don't know. I'm just not a fan of the whole idea. I, I'm hoping they're using it as like just to like take a year off, if that makes sense. I want I want them just to take a year off. So it's the Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee of movies. Yes, that's kind of what I'm hoping. Because I was really, I was a fan of like the last two movies, The Power of Us and just I Choose You. I thought those were great. I really liked both of those. And this I just felt feel is like such a lazy departure from that. See, the thing is, if there is one good thing about Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee is that it looks really nice. Y- yeah, I mean, I don't know. I We'll see how it goes. I'm not, I don't feel too great about it. <laughs> Uh, we also have a few other things going on. First of all, they announced a new uh, they announced a new TCG set in Japan, which includes tag team Moltres, Articuno, and Zapdos, which is actually really cool. I'm a I'm a fan of just that card existing because it's a callback to the original like Articuno Zapdos Articuno giant promo. card. Yes, yeah. so I I'm a big fan. Uh, so kudos to them. I saw that. I just wanted to give that like an honorable mention. Uh, let's see. There's just, there's a lot going on. Uh, <laughs> Personally, the thing I find the most fascinating is this contest to name a move that is blatantly the signature move of the legendary of Sword and Shield. Uh, okay, so one, I saw that and I wanted to talk about that today because I think that's that's a really meaty thing to talk about because we can we can break down that one little piece of information and go like 50 different ways with it. One, I think... I, I don't want to I don't want to say that it's the legendary's move signature move at this point because they did do a contest like this prior, and it was for the move Draco Meteor. Yes, which wasn't the signature move of the legendaries in Generation Four. However, or was it Generation Three? Which generation did Draco Meteor come out? I, I'm saying Gen Four. I want to say four. Yeah. I want to say four. Uh, it's either three or four because you had you had uh, Dialga and Palkia who both could use it, but it wasn't their signature move. Mm. So I could see this being the same way, and I, I mean, yeah, it could be that the legendary is a steel type, which I mean, sword and shield doesn't seem too unlikely. Yeah, and there was like a pretty big emphasis on the industrial revolution aspect of Britain in the trailer. So that's true as well. Uh, the the one thing I do think is interesting, and I think if you think about it, because Pokemon is very aware of their competitive game, and I think they might may have noticed. Um, that fairy types were kind of getting out of hand in Generation 7, which is true. 
I mean, the Tapus kind of like really took. Well, over I mean, the they scene. decided to make four legendary fairy types that were all really good. Yeah, exactly. And then on top of that, you got a couple other fairy types that were good, and you got some good fairy support. And I think they saw this rise in fairy, which I think a lot of us would know, like kind of centralizes OU is just like this fairy balance with the Tapus. And I really think that they see that and they're just like, okay, it's time to bring balance to that. And they decided steel type was the way to do that. Because if you're making a big steel type move that if we if we assume it's more like Draco Meteor and that it's just a more general steel type, like mega super powerful steel type move, I think that they're kind of aware. And I think Meltan kind of also fits into that a little bit. Oh, that you could be right. You could be right. Ooh, actually, this fits Meltan really, really well because this move is kind of like mind blown, but steel oh, yeah. type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so what could happen is that like I'm imagining Melton as a concept close to Zygarde. Like Melmetal is made up of a lot of tiny baby Meltons. And what happens if you use this move is that you just lose like half of your HP because you lose half of your body mass because you lose half of the Meltons that make oh. up the Melmetal. Well, I wasn't thinking about it like that. I was just thinking about it as like here's just like a powerful steel type move, and the Meltan's also just another big bulky steel type that they brought in. But the concept works really well. I think it's just really to counter steel fairy types. I, and I think this is a decent way to do it. I mean, steel types are kind of prevalent in the meta, but only because of fairy types. And I think that they're somewhat aware, and we're going to get some steel type support this gen. Which I'm okay with as well. I'm okay with that. I am okay with that. It's going to make Volcarona even more interesting. Now just give us something to counteract stealth rocks. And we're good <laughs> to go. No, no, you they, need that. They did. They did. Like, Defog got such a buff. Yeah, Defog was huge for that. Remember when Defog was garbage? Yeah, yeah. I do. <laughs> That's remembers. Back in Gen 4. Back in Gen 4. Yeah, <laughs> well, you also need to remember, what was it? Uh, I just, like, the one good thing Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon did, we were talking about this before the show about how they marketed it poorly, but the one good thing that Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon did was that they gave us a Defog move tutor. Oh, yes. Like, if they did anything, at least they did that. And then we got a lot of crazy defog mods. Yeah, including some that I just don't know how it could possibly work, and some that it's just very awkward if you think about it, like yeah. Skontank. <laughs> I'm okay uh, with it, though. I like it. I'm a fan. Hmm. I like it, too. Not just because Whimsicott got it. And it was the original Dark Poison type. It was the original Dark Poison type before. Well, no, that's not true because well, also it Drapion. Drapion, but they came at the same time. So yeah. it is, it is still the original Dark Poison type. It just has to share the title, yeah, with something people yeah. generally like more. Yes, it's not like Whimsicott being the original Grass Fairy type, and then all of these queens coming in and copying our style. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than that, I don't know. If there's anything like too crazy big that we need to talk about. But, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's the craziest news that's out there right now. So what we'll do then is we'll switch gears to Puckle's Poke Quiz, where we'll quiz your co-host on their innate Pokemon knowledge. And welcome to Puckle's Poke Quiz, the part of the show where we quiz your co-host on their innate Pokemon knowledge. That means no internet, no friends, I guess. 
or anything. You got to use what's in your heads. That's the point. That's the, that's the point of the game. We're going to see how much you know about Pokemon because I guess we're all super fans and we know more than the average Joe. So we're going to go ahead, ask these questions. These all come from the Puckle Discord channel. Uh, Sublime and Whimsicott are going to be operating as a team to answer these questions. And they're in a race to 30 points against their fellow co-host. Whoever gets the 30 points first wins trivia this cycle. And then we reset the ladder. Um, they are playing for $20 of Puckle T Public Store credit. So Sublime can be vain and get his face on a t-shirt or a mug. And of course, we this is brought to you by Anime Gravy. They gave me a thing to say and I completely forgot. But it's where you can go and you can buy a bunch of anim- anime style art. Uh, for many of your favorite characters outside of even Pokemon. And they even have things such as the cool Green Tauros poster over there. They also do t-shirts and pins and a bunch of other stuff over there as well. So go check out AnimeGravy.com. We love the gravy. We love those guys, yeah. We do. And they sponsor this segment. So we're going to go ahead and get started. So question number one. Uh, this is a number question. I, there is a plus or minus on it. Uh, back in Gen 4, how many Poketech apps are there? <laughs> plus or minus two. Oh, no. It's a lot. Oh, gosh. Okay, let's count them out. There's the counter, the coin flip, the clock, the berry map, the roaming map. The one where you can look at your party. Yeah. The one where you can look at your Pokemon. The The clock? You said clock. I I did say it. Okay. Then there's... uh, I think something for, uh, like, communications or radio or something like that. I would, I would throw out there, uh, uh, like, a 12 because we're, there were, like, a lot of them and we're probably forgetting a few. Is 12 your final answer then? Um, let's go a little higher. Maybe 15? Because I feel like there were a lot. I feel like 15 is overshooting it a bit. Okay, but we so can... what about... 14? Let's do 14. All right, you'd be happy. Yeah, let's yeah. do 14. Sure. 14 is incorrect. Um, the answer is actually 25. What? So there were more. I Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I thought there were a lot. Yeah. It, so yeah. it's it's like 25. There's a ton. It's because you've got like, you've got the clock, you've got a calculator, you've got a pedometer, you've got a memo pad, you've got the friendship checker, you've got the Pokemon list. I mean, dowsing rate, you got the dowsing machine essentially in there. You've got, uh, you've got a berry searcher, you've got a daycare checker, you've got Pokemon his- catch history, just a counter, another, an analog watch. You know, it's Gen 4. I don't feel bad for not knowing this. <laughs> no, I don't either. Although, yeah, I don't know. It's All lot. right. So, next question. Um, what is the only generation to not allow you to play as or battle Pokemon trainers red and blue? Hmm. Okay. One and two are out. Five um, is out. Four, seven is four out. Four is out. Five is out. Seven is out. What about... Oh, three? It can't be three because that's a remake, so it has to be Exactly. Six. So, it's Six. That is correct. It is Generation 6. It doesn't have any red or blue thing. I mean, there's a mention of blue in it, but that's about it. All right. So that's we did one, that very effectively. That's one for two. That was very quick and very fast. I appreciate that. So this next one, Uncle Oshawott does these, and I actually really, really like these questions. Um, and I want to start incorporating them once a week as well, where it's just a Pokedex entry, and you guys have to figure out what Pokemon it is. And these are he picks good ones that you can actually possibly tell what the Pokemon is. It's not something stupid. So 
This one says, the Ultra Moon Pokedex entry reads, their skin is so thin that they'll be burned if sunlight hits them. When it gets cold out, they gather together to warm one another's bodies. Who's that Pokemon? It's Zubat. Yes. Yes, it is. That is correct. <laughs> Zubat. Don't ask me how I knew that off the bat, but I remember reading something about Zubat's th- skin being so thin it would burn in sunlight. So that's that's two points, yeah. All right, so this next question. I've I've been doing this when the opportunity arises, by the way. So if you miss a question beforehand uh, today, there is a chance for this question to be worth up to three points. Um, so you can get your one point back. Oh. Yeah. Uh, because sometimes, like, I have questions that have, like, an absurdly large number of answers. And it helps to be able to be like, well, if you get, like, this many... Because, like, I don't expect you to know all of them. But if you get to a certain threshold, that's the two points. And now if you get to all of them, you'll get all three points. And you can return. So, for two points... Uh, this is your two-point question. There are 15 Pokemon that lose their type upon evolving. For one point, name five of them. For two points, name ten of them. And you can get your redemption point if you name all 15. Okay. Cubon when it evolves into Alolan Marowak. Oh, Alolans. That's a good point. Um, Eevee. Yes. Eevee? Mm-hmm. Uh, Masquerain. Yes. Or, well, not Masquerain, Surskit, rather. Loses its water typing. Um, Scorapy. Yes. We're at four. I'm writing these down because that's a long list. Yeah, uh, I'm yes, sorry. Yes, that's probably a good idea. No then we have loses typing. Uh, Gloom into Blossom loses poison. Good, good. So point. that's five. So that's a point. Yeah, okay. we got a point. Is Poliwhirl already fighting type? No, it is not. It gains okay. it. Okay. Ninkada when it evolves into both Shedinja and Ninja loses, loses the ground, ground typing. Type. That's a good point. Which that is ca- a shame. That cause... counts as one, by the way. That's one. Okay. Well, but like it's a shame it loses the pug ground typing because that's kind of cool it is mm-hmm. you're at six right yes, yes. Okay. we are at six it, it takes it takes a it while it takes a minute to that. like go Scyther, through the list of all the pokemon in your mind Scyther, Scyther loses, loses the flying. flying type that's a good point yes and See, actually uh, onyx onyx, onyx, onyx yes, loses, loses rock. the rock exactly typing. then a lot of gen 2 a lot of gen 2 azuriel loses normal good one is that 10 or are we at 9? It's 9. Or at 9. Okay, let's come up with at least one more. Um, yes. And then we, we should cash in the hint and use it. In fact, let's do this now because otherwise we are using up way too much time on this mm-hmm. question. Yeah, because it's one that you have to think about a long time. Exactly. Oh, okay, I got to come up with a hint. Uh, <laughs> I got to think about the ones that you're missing. Um, so let's see. So you're missing one from Gen 3. Oh, wait. You're missing two from Gen 3. You're missing two from Gen 6. One from Gen 2. Okay, two from 3. One from 6. Two, th- two from 2. Yeah, that's five, right? Is that yeah. what I gave you? I'm trying to think about and the other one. And we're missing six. Oh, and then you're, miss- missing an- you're missing another one. Another Alolan. From another Alolan. One, uh, seven. Alolan, okay. Well, let's think of the Alolans because there's very few of those. Yeah, uh, uh, Alolan Executor loses Psychic. Yeah, it was Execute Grass Psychic, then that would be one. Yes, yes. That brings you to ten, so that's two points. Okay, so we have two from two, one from six. And no, no, one, two one from, from two, one from two, two from three, two from six. Two from six, okay. Yes, two from six. 
I am surprised at the two from Generation 6. There are so Same. few of them, you would think we would be able to... Okay, so we should be able to come up with those fairly easily then, because that's a relatively small pool of Pokemon. Oh, Fletchender. No, wait, never mind. Um, what's the It does look normal. It does look yeah, normal. Yeah, what's the name of it, though? It's not Fletchin... It's Fletchling. Fletchling. Yep. And then... Um... You probably won't think about it, because no, I don't think anybody thinks about this one ever. <laughs> huh. What's the type? Well, no, that. Oh, be, but... oh, I've, I, um, um, no, no, that's just, that's just bug. That's probably not it. Oh, but I'm thinking about the Burmy line, but the Burmy line that wouldn't count. And we're not, we don't have any missing no, from Gen it's, Four. You're right, though. You're right, though, because Burmy, when it evolves into Mothim, loses the secondary typing that's given by the code. Oh well, then I missed one, so there's sixteen, but I'll take fifteen still. Okay, so we're, we only Wait, Burmy doesn't get a secondary typing from the coat. It's just Wormadam? Okay. Yeah. Then you didn't miss it. Yeah. Uh, I think Trap Inch is just ground, it so is. it doesn't lose anything. One of the one of the Pokemon from Gen 3, you should know, Whimsicott. You like this one. I... Oh, gosh. It's oh, fluffy. yes. It's... Uh, I have another one, though. It's Curlia into Gallade. No. Loses Fairy. Oh, yeah. Loses yeah, Fairy. Curlia. Is that one of the Gen 3 ones? Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, a fluffy Pokemon from Gen 3 that I like, and now I feel terrible about not remembering okay, this. Okay, let's think. What are the fluffy things of Gen 3? It's like it's like looking at a cloud. Oh, oh Altaria. Right. Yeah, it loses normal. Yeah, it does. What's the pre-evolution? <laughs> Swablu loses normal. Swablu, you're right. It's one right. of my favorites. So you're still and missing then, two. I think you're missing the Gen 2 one. One from Gen 2 and one from Gen 6. Gen 6 and Gen... Did you say Gen 2? Gen 2. Yes. There's one from Gen 2 you're missing. So it's a Pokemon that loses the typing that was introduced in Gen 2, not a evolution that was yes. introduced in Gen yes, 2. Yes, yes. yes. Okay, so... Uh, neither of that matters, but... <laughs> I just wanted to confirm, because that, like, helps narrow it out a bit. Yeah. Um, None of that matters, because this Pokemon's just... Its entire line is contained in Gen 2. Okay, that's... Oh! Um, it just... It just, like, yeah, that's important information. Near the end. Um, near the end. Oh, that's right! Pupitar oh, loses ground! Yeah, that's right. And now we're just missing the Gen 6 one. The one from Gen and 6. And there are only, like... That nobody... this Nobody thinks about this one, um... How do I, I don't know how to do it without giving it away. Um, what uh, would the typing give it away? Yes, absolutely. It's not yeah. a form change; it's an evolution. Yes, right. Yes, and uh, it's—I don't think it's the starters because the starters, the starters start out as one. plain one all, type. Yeah. Although Rowlet, oh my gosh, Rowlet, we forgot Dartrix. Oh, I forgot Rowlet about that. Rowlet loses flying. We got 15. That, I'll take it. I'll take it. 15. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take Speaking it of starters. I, forgot. I messed up. Thank you. But that is that is true. I'll take those 15. Uh, the one that you were missing from Gen 6 was Skrelp. I should have known water. that. I am so embarrassed. You're right. Skrelp. Uh, but yeah, I, there are 16. I missed Rowlet. Because um, I found a nice list that was, uh, that was up to Gen 6, and I, I tried to add some Gen 7 stuff. I forgot Rowlet. You are Sorry, Seth Philo. I, I failed you. That was a very long one, but... Yes. No, it was worthwhile. I, th- I think it was fun. You got three points out of that, though. And we did really good. We got mo- we got them, yeah. You got you got three. So there you guys go. You are you are now um, now five for four, uh, but you used the hint. So you can only get one more point, possibly, today. And so this is... Uh, so I've run out of, like, highest base stats to really give you guys anymore. 
Um, so oh. I've started doing a little bit weirder stuff. And so I want to know what Pokemon has the highest unique base stat total. Ooh. So it doesn't share the space stat total with anybody else. Wouldn't it be Arceus? Does anything have 720? No, wouldn't it be Mega Rayquaza? I Wouldn't it just don't be Mega know. Rayquaza? What what is Mega Rayquaza's base uh, stat total? I think it's uh 780. 780? Yeah. That because it's is... a 680 legendary, right? And then it gets mega stats. That's 780. Uh, is does anything Oof. else have that high? I'm trying. Oh no, because Mewtwo would have that too. Darn it. Yeah, exactly. So unique. Okay, is... so then we have to go below that. It would either be Ultra Necrozma or or like um, Arceus. Uh, I think Ultra Necrozma, actually, because some things have 720, I think. What? I know. Okay, so Arceus does. What else does? I can't think of anything. And I'm sure there might be, but I don't know when it would be. Um... Because all of the Mega Pseudos have 700. But for some for some reason, I'm thinking it might be Ultra Necrozma, though. Like, it's probably higher, Right. It's not as high as Mega Rayquaza. No, I but it's probably that. like around. I want to say like around seven thirty-one or some. If it beats seven twenty, like I think that gives it the second highest. So hmm. yeah, that could be. Well, hmm. I need an answer, guys. You pick Sublime. I personally think it's slightly more likely to be Ultra Necrozma. I'm slightly inclined to agree with that. Let's go with Ultra Necrozma. That is correct. It is Ultra Necrozma with a base stat total of 754. Okay. Ooh. Yeah, it's crazy high. It's like it is actually just below um like the primals, I think. Which uh, are 770. Yeah, which are 770. So it, it's not like RCS isn't nearly as high. But they share, yeah. Yep. So yeah, that's correct. That gives you guys six points today. Um which Good. is yeah, nicely done. Man, you're gonna you're not gonna believe like how many people are just like real close to each other. Um, it's, it's stupid close in every direction. <laughs> so let me go ahead and format the, format this. So tied for first place right now, we have Scrawn and Whimsicott with 28 points. Oh. Tied in third, we have Seth Vilo and Sublime Manic with 21 points. In fifth place, we have our Sigma with 18. In sixth, we have Basket with 16. Tied for seventh, we have Jushiro and Linian with 11. And in ninth, we have Bo and Shamu tied with 10 points. So there we are, guys. I mean, yeah, it's super close, like, all around. I don't think I've ever had four of you guys hit 20 in the same trivia session. Wow. So congrats to you guys doing that. But that is going to be it for Puckles Pokey Quiz. We are going to take a short break and be right back at you with the topic. Hey, everyone. I know you're usually used to hearing about our po- Pokemon and Puckle social media accounts, but today I decided I'd do try something a little bit different, and I'd appreciate those of you who left iTunes reviews. So first up is MAA Wolf 36 who gave us five stars. This is the first podcast I check every week, even when I don't have the time to listen to other podcasts. I make time for Puckle. Thatch and Co. are great at providing deep discussion of Pokemon from news updates to trivia. Always a thought-provoking main segment where they discuss mechanics, speculation, and everything else Pokemon-related that you can imagine. The thing I like best about this show is that since I don't have many friends who are still into Pokemon, 
This makes me feel like I can have a great conversation with other Pokemon fans through sending in letters to the mailbag and chatting on our Discord. Puckle has a great community, and I love being a part of it. Well, thanks for that, M.A. Wolf. We really appreciate your review. And we have another one by Child Protester. Child Protester says, Started listening in between the Sun and Moon and Auras. It's absolutely wonderful. Also, Pineapple. Thank you to you for the five-star review as well. If you want us to read the segment on the show, maybe you like this better than when we tell you to go follow us on social media, Twitter, Reddit, Instagram, and everywhere else Puckle can be found. We would appreciate it. So you can go ahead and do that. Maybe we keep doing this. If you guys drop in some more iTunes reviews, go check it out. And we're going to head on over to that topic. And welcome to the topic. Our topic today is going to be how can Sword and Shield break the rules of Pokemon? And I think this is kind of timely. Uh, we talked, it was actually the group of us that did this back in like February of 2018, which is weird to think about because I still think it's 2018, but it's actually 2019. And so I'm slowly aging and getting closer to death. I'm just facing I my, hate I just, you. I just we faced are. my own mortality in, uh, <laughs> in this episode. We are three of the older Puckle people. That's, that's true. I mean, I think we're all get, I mean, <laughs> I mean, Puckle's kind of grown up with me audience wise. Uh, it, it's it was always like oh it's like sixteen year olds and uh, that was our main audience and now it's uh, I mean I'd say our main audience is around my age now right um, I'd say I'd say around twenty eight to 30. I think we get a lot younger too though well we do have some younger audience members I know there's some younger people in the Discord but I mean you always have I've we've always had those uh, yeah I, but like being an adult whenever you see someone say they're in high school and you're like oh I'm old now huh. I yeah. got invited to my 10-year reunion, and I was very confused because I didn't realize it had been 10 years already, and uh, I don't know how to handle that na- that information. Precisely. <laughs> well, at least neither of you is old enough to theoretically have children who have finished high school, so can we please skip to another topic? <laughs> <laughs> Not yet, but they'd be in high school, okay? Uh, okay, okay. So, Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield, how can they change it up? I mean, I guess I guess this this stems from. I mean, we 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 talked about this briefly. I think a few weeks ago as well. Um, we had you have Z moves, you have Mega Evolution. We can talk about what's next, but they they also try to just kind of bend their own rules, right? Um, they in terms of design as well. Yeah, I think one of my favorite examples of that is the fact that Solgaleo and Lunala are evolutions. Oh yeah, no, I, I I think that this is definitely possible to change up. The legendary this gen, I really think it's just going to be one. I think it's going to be one with two forms. I don't, but we'll you see. You don't? I mean, I don't. I, you could almost say that Lunala and Sogaleo are one with two forms. They're different typings with different... Like, okay, but then, I mean, like, if you want to get into it, like, a lot of Pokemon are just other Pokemon with different things, right? So. Yes, but Sogaleo and Lunala are part of the same evolutionary line. They are as related as Hitmonchan and Hitmonlee. Yes. And we treat those as two different Pokemon. Well, I think Hitmonlee and Hitmonchan are, are... Yeah, okay. That was a bad example. I would say more like Mothim and Wormadam. Yeah. <laughs> also like different Pokemon. Nobody yeah, cares. I what you're saying. I forgot that Mothim was a Pokemon. It's fine. I forget that Wormadam is a Pokemon because I really <laughs> like Mothim. So they're one of the same. See Supply? Uh, or are they different? Two sides of the same coin, I guess. Uh, uh. Yeah. No, I think we'll get two because... People want to. But I think, see, those are the rules that are really That would be a rule that you break. could break, though. If they did have one, it would be a broken rule. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it would be a nice callback to Gen 1, right? 
I, I don't know. If they did anything, what I would really like to see come back from older Pokemon design that's happened in new Pokemon game design is I would like the ability to catch all of the legendaries in one version of the game. And I think oh, this never is going to happen. I think that I mean, it happened in Gen 2. Uh, it also happened in Emerald version and Platinum, but those are different. Those are, yeah. Those, those are different. And those I, I mean, I would gens, really like so. the ability to do that. I, I think this is the time you do it as well now because Sword and Shield are no longer the $40 3DS games they once were. They are $60 Switch games. And I yeah. think because of that, this is the time to do it. Uh, granted, I mean, there are people like me and probably all of us to an extent where we're going to end up owning both. both versions, right? And... I mean, arguably, that makes it so they would have to push even harder on version exclusives because now you don't actually have to purchase another copy of the game to play it through again without ruining your save file. Yeah, I'm okay with them pushing version Mm. exclusives, though, because... I mean, all you have to do is trade with a friend. That's not... Yeah, I well, no, I'm okay with that. If we go back to like Gen two version exclusives, like there were some crazy version exclusives in there. I think I think Pokemon that we think are very notable that were version exclusive. A good example of this is like Gligar and Skarmory. Like they were both version exclusives, and I mean Teddy Ursa and Fanfi as well were version exclusives. So I I don't know. I think those are I think those are some bigger Pokemon in the back of my mind. Maybe it's just because those are more relevant to me. You know what I think it is? Is older versions had new Pokemon be version exclusives, and I don't think newer versions have done that. In newer they, versions, they you can get all the new Pokemon, uh, with the exception of maybe some true. legendaries. Like, okay, look, think to Gen 6 or 7. No, you've, you've always had version exclusives of the new Pokemon, I can guarantee you? you. Okay, what yes. was it in Gen 6? I'm looking, I'm looking it up. In I'm Gen 6, there. you couldn't have Skrelp, which is the reason I didn't remember Skrelp, is that I played Pokemon X. Really? In Pokemon X, you what couldn't get What was the Skrelp. other version? Clauncher. Clauncher, yeah. I could have sworn you could... Oh, that's right. Clauncher and, and Skrelp were a version you didn't exclusive. have the two fairy type, Swirlix and that's Aromatis. True. Yeah. Yeah, so in X and Y, it looks like... It, it's only it's only a few Pokemon. There were only two version exclusive for Gen 6, though. Sublime's kind of right about that. Because uh, yeah, you just had the Swirlix and Aromatis and the Clauncher and Skrelp. And then, of course, Xerneas and Yvettel. Those were the only Gen 7 version exclusives. What were the Gen 7 version exclusives? Uh, the Gen 7. Drampa? Yes. <gasps> Drampa and Turdinator, yeah. that's right. Uh, okay. I think there were more, though. Yeah, I think there were more, like... Oh, it was the Oranguru and um, Pissimian. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Okay, so it seems like they've definitely clamped down on the number, though. Yeah, I would I would be happier with more. I mean, let's let's take a look at something like Gen 2. Where we got a crazy number of version exclusives in gold I and think silver. Spinarak and um, Ledian were version exclusives. So yeah, so here we go. Version exclusives for gold version: uh, Mankey, Growlithe, uh, Spinarak, Gligar, Teddy Ursa, and Mantine. So like, there's so four. That's four. That's four. That's a lot. Yeah, but if you're counting old Pokemon, then there were plenty of those in Gen 6 and Gen 7. Well, no, 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 no. If you're just talking about Gen 2, you still have Spinarak, Gligar, Teddy Ursa, Mantine. That's and four. Mantine. Yeah, it's that's six. Okay. It's six if you include Growlithe and Mankey. Yeah. And then, I mean, that's in gold version. And then you got uh, you got Lady Ladybug. Oh, my gosh. Ladybug, Delibird, Skarmory, and Fanfi in silver. Oh, my silver. God. L- Delibird was a version exclusive? Yeah, I remember this. That's very, not very, nice. Very vividly. That's not nice. Yeah. <laughs> and is it the counterpart? Let me get this straight. It's the counterpart to Mantine. 
Yes. Uh, well, oh, I don't know if that was the counterpart to Mantine right. or if... Um, okay, so I know Gligger and Skarmory were counterparts. The bugs were counterparts. Yeah, okay, you're right. Which means... Yes. That's sad. Oh my, That's can depressing. you imagine? <laughs> oh, that, ain't, that ain't right. <laughs> Getting shortchanged. Man, I'm sub- I didn't Tell know Mantine were... was a version exclusive. I'm not going to lie. I didn't either. That's not I knew bad, Teddy Ursa. I knew most of them, but I did not know uh, Delibird. That's for sure. I'm actually a big fan of that. Like, uh, I like that idea of making more of the new Pokemon version exclusive. And I think you could do that, right? If you make one legendary, you go ahead and you say, okay, so let's take four lines of these Pokemon and make them version exclusive. So that's like eight. And if we're looking at something like Sun and Moon numbers, I mean, you had 80 Pokemon. I still think it's doable. Um, I think I would like to see them come to a stable like 80, 90 80 to 100, like, as the intro. I think Gen 7 was way too small as, like, a new number of Pokemon. They've reduced it every time, though. Although, in fa- in fairness to Gen 7, it seems like more if you include the uh, Alolan variants as new Pokemon. That's tr- If you include the Alolan variants and the Mega Evolutions as new, right. you, you, get, exactly. you get way more. Because but- they're technically new things, but they're That's not a true. new species, so. Oh, man, do you think they'll do that again? I hope they don't. Uh, I, I mean, if they do anything, like, give us new Megas, I would, I'd be okay yeah. with new Megas. Uh, I don't think they're gonna give, give us any new forms, because they just did that. Mm-hmm. I, I'd be okay with Megas, like I said, uh, in a previous episode, like, we're close enough to Kalos, or well, we're close enough to France and England, right? It would be interesting yeah, to see it close true. to Kalos, and then maybe there's more Mega Evolution lore in, uh, Sword and Shield. That would be cool. I would appreciate that, especially because there are still some of the old, quote-unquote, Pokémon that need a Mega Evolution to be more competitively relevant. Yeah. Or it's just not fair that some starters get these cool things and others don't. Right. I I feel bad for Gen 2 and Gen 4. I think both of those could use Megas. I mean, Gen 5, maybe. Gen 2, I think, is the one that needs it the most because they were all monotype. Like, I don't want to say uninteresting, but they're very... They're less multi-dimensional Pokemon than a lot of other starters. I think they were yeah. more interesting when they came out. I yeah. think I think the generation they came out was they were exactly what that generation needed. And I just they they fit the they just fit the theme of the region, the theme of the generation very well, and I just don't think they've aged as well like a lot of other things. They just haven't aged as well in Pokemon. And Honestly, Gen 2 as a whole has aged in a weird way. Yes, I would because agree. Because it wasn't supposed to exist on its own. Yeah, it was... Uh, Gen 2 has been weird. It, it's very weird. It, the grinding is terrible. The uh, it, It's a lot of bad game design, and it, it is objectively, if you're looking at it from a game standpoint, not a Pokemon game standpoint, it's kind of a bad game. Uh, from a Pokemon standpoint, I think it's fantastic. I was more referring to the fact that the Pokemon themselves, like, I've been doing those Sporkle games where you have to, you know, type out all the names of all the Pokemon in a generation within a certain amount of time. Mm -hmm. I've managed to get Gen 1 and Gen 2 down so far. Gen 2 doesn't exist in a vacuum, if that's what you're trying to say. Exactly. When when you do Gen 2, you realize that, okay, so half of the Pokedex is the starters, the legendaries, and the evolutions or baby Pokemon of the generation previous. And then you have, mm-hmm. like, so many, like, one-off Pokemon. There's yeah. very, very few evolutionary lines. It's like most of Gen 2 is an afterthought. It's weird. Well, I feel like it's not an afterthought so much as a supplement. Yeah, it's a supplement. 
to Gen 1. I, I, I like to think of Gen 1 and Gen 2 as almost the same entity. In terms yeah, of in a lot of ways they are because they're a like they're a package deal. Yeah, I wouldn't say like you're not playing Gen two without playing Gen one. Um, yeah. If you are, you were just too young to play the original ones, or you just got into Pokemon just afterwards. And there is no Gen two without Gen one, and that's not mm-hmm. true for any other generation. Like you can have Gen three standalone. Even if you play Gen two on its own, it's like a more complete version of Gen one. Yeah, it, it's really they, they're kind of the same thing, and that's for the same. I mean, that was the mentality at the time. Anyway, this was supposed to be the final Pokemon game. Yeah, and so it makes sense in that light. But like the series has evolved since the yeah pun intended, sure. exactly. <laughs> and I, I mean that because you don't really see the modern framework of Pokemon till Gen three, right? Because Gen three is when it's just like oh, new region. Don't interact with other regions. Here's a bunch of new Pokemon. Uh, Gen three did okay with that. I I think even Pokemon is not acknowledged at this point. They they really messed up with the inability to transfer, but they they did okay. Um, they did all right. Yeah. Speaking of, let's go back to Sword and Shield and our worries about Pokemon Bank and all that. It, I mean, it has to be incorporated. They. Oh like, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Will absolutely be. So I don't think it's a concern be. because. It's necessary at this point, so it will be done. Oh yeah, it's going to be done. I don't. I don't think there's any question about whether it will be done or not. I think people are. I, I don't know. I've seen a lot of people say there's no. There's no point for it to be or anything. What else are you going to transfer to? Well, what else were you going to transfer to in Gen Six, bud? Like you're, you're transferring from your older games to your newer games. That's what you're using it for. If you want to use exactly. Pokemon Bank, you can still use it with, if you have two copies of, like, let's say, a sword game and a shield game. It'd be interesting if that was a way you could trade between profiles as well on the Switch. Oh, right? yeah. Uh, That's right. You could transfer between profiles that way. That would be interesting in and of itself. I don't know. I I always remember being a kid and, like, you know, you trade with the two Game Boys yourself. Uh, but the thing that was always faster was just plugging into Pokemon Stadium because Pokemon Stadium didn't have you do all the stupid saving for oh. every single trade. So, like, I mean, this could be the equivalent. Yeah, that's why you have two transfer packs in Pokemon Stadium. Duh. That's how you <laughs> trade with yourself. It's a, it's a much faster and efficient way to do it in Gen 1. Go back to 1999. Have a good time. I just uh, want to yeah. go back to 1999. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I was still in high school back then. <laughs> Almost done with high school. To be so fair. young. But- Anyway, Such yeah, let's, anyway. enough about me being uh, an old, 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 Ugh. old person. I was wondering, though, since we did the episode last year speculating about how Gen 8 would break the rules, we have gotten a trailer for the actual Gen 8, and in a way, it seems like we're going backwards because gyms are back. I'm okay with well, it, though. I feel like it was inevitable I they go too. back to gyms. I'm very much okay with it, and I'm wondering... But then, instead of, like, taking yet another step forward, you are taking one step back and then one step to the right. And exactly. what is that step to the right going to be? Because it's Let's gym the masters time instead again. of gym leaders. Agumon. Um, no, I think, I think oh, it's, no. go- it's going to be more of a... Uh, I think it's going to be kind of a hybrid between um, what we had in Sword and Shield... Or what we had in Sun and 6 Moon. and Sun and Moon. Because if you look at the map, there's only five soccer stadiums. I mean, other people say, oh, look, there are other soccer pitches around as well in the map. But there's only five of those soccer stadiums. And so I wouldn't be surprised if we didn't go back to the traditional eight gym leader system. And it was fewer gym leaders. And I mean, they also leaked that tweet that said gym masters. 
Yeah. Yeah. As well. So I think I think that's kind of the thing with this generation. Also, uh, going back even further, when everybody was freaking out about there being like that little Pokeball symbol in the title of like the Japanese logo. Yeah. That's all. That's also the logo that's on the trainer's shirt when they walk into the soccer stadium. That's just plastered all over the gyms. Mm-hmm. And so I think this this generation, you're getting like a you're getting something where the gyms are what's going to be different about it. And it's going to be the main focus here. It's going to be like Pokemon Soccer World Cup, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the way I think it's going to go. I think it's plausible. But what I would actually like to see is something where the gyms are a bit more like they are like in PTU games. Mm. So a mix between a gym and a trial where you actually have to do something that is more than solve a puzzle appropriate. More than like beat yeah, a, exactly. win a battle. More than win a battle. Mm-hmm. You know what? They they could like make a giant blender of stuff that they've done before and have you solve puzzle with Pokemon battles. Kind of like you did in a certain way in the um, what was it called? The Pokemon Pokestar Studios? Yeah, I'd be okay with that. The puzzles are battles. I'd be okay with that. Uh, I, I would be interested to see some kind of mechanic like that. I don't know. I think that's kind of where they're going with it because you can't really... I don't know. I think they kind of worked themselves into a corner with Mega Evolution and Z-Moves in terms of what they can really change up. And I also kind of like this return to basics. I think I think we've yeah. I think we've evolved so much that a return to basics is definitely breaking the rules. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. In a way, I, I think in a way in a way that we're we're stepping back, and I don't know. It, it's something that we need. We've had a lot of drastic change. A lot of people complaining about it, and I think if we go back to what Pokemon used to be, and they they typically play it safer. Um, because if you if we look, I mean, this is two data points, and so I'm a horrible person. Um, but the last, the last four generations have all been, you, they, you get, uh, two generations per console mm-hmm. and they, if you look at the first game on each of those, it's not a crazy departure from what Pokemon used to be. Um, like gen four yeah. isn't a crazy departure of what Pokemon typically is. It's a pretty safe game, but gen five is a little bit riskier, right? Gen, mm. gen five, you go and they try to do their soft reboot, which didn't do well at all. But and gave us Snivy. And it, oh my gosh! Okay, fine. Um, and, but then you also have something like uh, Gen. You have Gen. Uh, Gen six was pretty safe, right? Oh, very, very. Was, I think so. Gen six was like an excellent game, though. Yeah, no, it was. It was a very safe yeah. Pokemon game, though. I think. I mean, I mean, the Pokemon formula works. There's not really like the the old adage: "It ain't broke, why don't fix it?" Right. Um, I, I think very much applies to Pokemon, the Pokemon formula. Everybody's like, well, I wanted to spice it up. And I'm just like, well, you're not getting Breath of the Wild Pokemon. It's not happening. You got Mega Evolution Pokemon, which was great. Yeah, that was that was a nice touch. And I, th- I think X and Y were just very safe games. And then we went to Sun and Moon, which I think drastically departed from the formula of a Pokemon game. It was. Mm-hmm. And I think Sun and Moon, I, well, I think Ultra Sun <laughs> and Ultra Moon are the game we should have gotten and they shouldn't have given us another game. Uh- <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. That was just money that is laid out of our pocket. Yeah. I, I feel you know, so I feel so um I feel so used. violated. Yeah. <laughs> you know what my only concern is about us going back to Pokemon? Is that we just went back to the most basic Pokemon experience possible with Let's Go. Okay. And we need a breath of fresh air. I, I think so too. I think this is a really safe um way to do it uh 
All right. So let's see. Uh, I guess that's a good place to stop. Um, I, I agree with that. I mean, we we didn't talk too much about how it's going to change the game, but I think we talked like a real good we history had a of Pokemon. Great conversation. Uh, <laughs> so that's a great place to end it. We're going to go ahead and we are going to kick it on over uh, to a commercial, and then we're going to be right back at you with the Pokemon of the episode. <laughs> so we will catch you on the flip flop. Hey everyone. Are you looking for some new Puckle swag? Are you following the Puckle Draft League and would you like to buy some cool team swag? Well, you can head over to the Puckle Tea Public Store, link in the show notes down below, where you can pick up pretty much all of these things, including things like the Kona Head Diamond Heads. You can go over there and just pick up the shirt, even like the PuckleCon shirts. I think those designs are awesome. And you can even maybe get a tapestry of the Puckle logo, because tapestries are cool. If not, get a pillow. I actually love my Puckle pillow, and it is probably one of my favorite things to own ever. Or get a notebook. Notebooks are great, too. Or if you just want to go low, lo-fi, grab a sticker, slap it on your MacBook, and now you've got a Puckle book. So there you guys go. You can check it out. Help support the show. We really appreciate it. I'll catch you on the flip-flop. <laughs> episode and welcome to the pokemon of the episode our pokemon of the episode this week is national decks number 214 heracross the single horn pokemon i'll do it you never get to do it you get a turn i get a turn it's pokemon x entry says this powerful pokemon thrust its prized horn under its enemies bellies and then lifts and throws them yeah it's a beetle oh what it's got ultra sun ultra moon entries i didn't even see this this makes me really happy it's proud of its thick horn. In Alola, its biggest rival is Vikavolt, which is which it's always fighting with. That's oh, great. Oh, because they clash horns. Nice. Mm-hmm. I like that it flips things with its horn as opposed to stabbing them with it. Changing it the up. The Mega Heracross gets a Pokedex entry in Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, which we're, I'm sure we're all going to enjoy. Because they're all really sad. A tremendous <laughs> influx of energy builds up when it mega... But when Mega Evolution ends, Heracross is bothered by terrible soreness in its muscles. Oh. Why is this a thing? They made all of them really sad and depressing. I mean... That's almost like they're trying to discourage us from using Mega Evolution. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's one of the least terrible ones. Just think about yes. that. I think like Mega Aerodactyl says it's actively in pain. Or something like that? The wor- no, 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 no. The worst is still Mega Glalie. Oh, hands no. down. Is Jaws broken? Oh. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> so we're not going to talk about Mega Heracross today because regular Heracross is actually pretty decent in UU itself. And so uh, Heracross's stats are 80, base 125 attack, 75 defense, 40 special attack, which is fine because it never needs to use it anyway. Mm-mm. 95 special attack and 85 speed. And 85 speed is actually a really yeah. good tier speed tier in UU. For anybody yeah. who's not aware, yeah. like 85 speed is fantastic because if you're looking at your speed tiers, like you have maybe like 100, 90, and 80 as like the really big cutoffs and 90, not even so much. I, I'd say the big ones are 100 and 180. And if you're 85, you're outspeeding a lot of crazy 80s, which is, which is really, really good for Heracross. And bug fighting is such a cool typing. It was, yeah. Oh, I love it. A really fun typing. It's such a crazy type. And it has, like, the fact that its special attack is slow, so low. This is one of the first Pokemon I think they made that had a really optimized uh, stat distribution, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, we found a team today. We didn't build one, unfortunately, for you guys. We found a team online, uh, just mostly due to the fact that I was uh, unable to build a team this week. Mostly due to these airplane flights. Uh, <laughs> 
And so, uh, so we're going to start with Heracross. Uh, Heracross, we're just kind of running the standard Heracross set. This is a flame orb with guts Heracross, which is really, really interesting because you get to run guts, you burn it, you get crazy attack stats. You hit hard. You're going to hit hard. You're Heracross. You're base 85 speed. And so what's a great way to counter that? Well, you need to really worry about its flying type weakness. And so Mega Aerodactyl kind of counteracts that. And so Mega Aerodactyl's coming in. It's got pretty much the four attack standard Mega Aerodactyl with Pursuit. And it can really help out with some psychic types that are going to come for Heracross. It's going to help out with uh, a couple other Pokemon. I mean, it, this is this was written before Gliscor was bumped up to OU. So it takes care of Gliscor as well. <laughs> but I mean, it's got Ice Fang, Pursuit, Stone Edge, Earthquake. It's a Mega Aerodactyl. I don't know what else you want other than for it to not be in pain. Yeah. So now you have a wall breaker and a sweeper. Yeah, you have a wall breaker and a sweeper. You know what would be really good with those? A pivot. A pivot would be really good with those. Yeah, so you know what would be really great with these and the UU tiers? You could consider using Bronzong, which has, like, the best defensive typing with that, those abilities. Levitate. Yeah, so good, right? Very defensive. Oh my gosh, it's Let's Bronzong. Let's set up your rocks also, you know? Mm-hmm. Bronzong's like bulky Metagross. <laughs> oh, and it's running Psywave on this team. That's fantastic. That is cray-cray. I love it. Cray-cray. <laughs> Excuse me if all of my English is actually borrowed from the internet. That's how I <laughs> not, survive. Not, not from the internet, but from like the early 2000s. It's fine. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe it just like takes a while to transfer, you know? <laughs> No, it's just uh, that once it's out there, it's out there forever, and I never know. It's not dated. That's true. That's a good point. Exactly. Yeah, so also, once we have a pivot, you're going to want, uh, with this team in particular, because your two big offensive threats don't like hazards, so it'd be good no. to get something that gets rid of hazards. Enter Tentacruel, who can spin, but also set up uh, Toxic Spikes, which both the Heracross and the Mega Aerodactyl are going to really appreciate as well. Man, I love Chanticruel, by the way. Base 95 speed. It's so fast. Isn't it's, it 100? How is it so fast? I thought it was 100. No, it's 95. Really? I think it's 95. No, it's 100. It's 100? I was I wrong. I think it's 100. Yeah. Okay, you can tell me that I'm wrong, that I forgot one number for one you of 100 and some creatures. That's fine. There you go. <laughs> I, don't, I don't take that personally. I won't take that to my ego. But if someone on the other side is going to Toxic Spike you, you're going to need a Cleric. And the best cleric in Yu-Yu is probably Sylveon. It's a classic wish protect healbook cleric with hyper voice because, yeah, I'm a doctor, but I can also kick your rear with hyper voice. <laughs> and the best and most iconic duo of that one Gen 6 promo art is completed by Hydreigon because sometimes you just need someone to clean up after you and your two main hitters are physical attackers. So just a nice classic choice scarf Hydreigon is gonna complement them really well. It has U-turn, that's very important. You don't want to get stuck in with your choice scarf on a like bad matchup or something. And you know, just Dracometeor, Dracopulse, and Dracometeor, Dark Pulse, Fire Blast. That's all the coverage. You what need. more do you want? What more do you want? Exactly. Oh no, it's fantastic. I I absolutely love. I absolutely love it. Uh, do do do. Uh, this team is just fantastic, though. I I haven't played around with it a lot. Um, the guy who made, built the team said that there are a lot of threats. <laughs> Um, you've got, he's worried about Magneton. Crawdont is apparently something that can really dig in. 
to the team, and I, I think that's just true of Crawdont in general. Is that is that gonna happen? Like the only thing that stops Crawdont is that its only speed is in Aquajet, essentially. Yes, but that's still scary because it's still a Crawdont. What do you switch into the Aquajet on this team? Yeah. On this team, if you're going to switch into Aquajet, oh man, I, would, I think you would just go into Tentacruel. I think Tentacruel could take yeah. an Aquajet yeah, pretty Yeah, but well. keep in mind, like, it has limited recovery, so you gotta... Yeah, you just, you just have to be careful with that. But, I, I mean, if it's yeah. a choice band Crawdont or something, I think you'd be mm-hmm. okay. And, yeah, I mean, that's what you kind of really have to do. You have to make some sick predicts there, bro. Uh- <laughs> exactly, because the problem is, A, you have to make sure it's choice, and B, you have to actually know that the actress is coming for sure or know that it has already used Aquajet because if it starts knocking things off, yeah, everything is good. going to die. The Crawdont is scary yeah. for this team, I think. Yeah, Crawdont's really scary for this But other than that, I think. Uh, uh, but yeah, that's, uh, that's this team. If you want a shiny purple Heracross, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash podcast. Patrons get that. We also do give away the regular version to every everybody else as well, though. It has one of the coolest shinies. It's purple. I don't know if it's that cool. It's like a beautiful fuchsia color. Like a lot of them are like, oh, it's almost this or like it's an ugly color. It has That's a fair. cool color. It's a pretty color and it's distinct. Get yep. it, Heracross. I absolutely <laughs> adore Heracross's shiny. Same. And I think there's actually like, can we go back to comparative a moment? Because my actual favorite Heracross set deserves an honorable mention. Okay. It's Moxie Scarf. It does. That's all you it need does. to know. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> all right. Well, I think this is a good place to stop. We are going to uh, take it from here, guys. If you want to read up on this team, it will be posted on the website later this week. It'll also make it your uh, – you can also, like I said, get the Heracross itself. We'll be doing the giveaway on Tuesday through Thursday. So be sure to watch out on our socials for that. But we are going to kick it on over, guys, to the mailbag. for the mailbag send in your emails and welcome to the mailbag the mailbag as always is brought to you by green toros the energy drink that gives you hooves hooves that's that's the perfect like explanation where's the cut <laughs> but as always i can't do the thing i usually do because i'm in a different room so i thought i'd change it i up. i but it yeah. kind of like matched my like melancholy tone which was fantastic uh but then we'll go <laughs> we'll go ahead and uh give the green tourist badge to anybody if we remember that that's just been my new thing if we remember we'll get there <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, so we have emails. For those of you new to the show, this is a segment where we read listener emails. You can send in emails to pucklepodcast at gmail.com at any time that you really, really want to. And it's uh, it's just a good time all around. So, uh, yeah, um, we're going to jump into some emails. Last time, I forget what we asked you because that was like two and a half weeks ago for, for Thatch in real life. So... <laughs> We'll it's gonna out. be a surprise. <laughs> it's gonna be a surprise. Yay! Uh, I love surprises. <laughs> so our first one's gonna be from Tiberius CN, and I think you want this one. Uh, what was it caught? Hi, Thatch and friends. Tiberius CN here. I think the most likely outcome for Let's Go is in line with your previous thoughts. It will be the third year game. However, I do think that we use it to stray and experiment outside of the usual Pokemon formula, a four-fun beta test, if you will. 
they will get more freedom to try new game mechanics that may or may not make it into future Pokemon games. It also will continue to be an excellent new player onboarding tool. Mm, I agree with the end of that sentence, not so much with the beginning, because they haven't been experimental at all in the first iteration of Let's Go. (laughs) We'll see, though. We'll see. For Bank, I wouldn't expect it to be anything but Pokemon Transporter, a one-way street from Let's Go to main game. I would cross my fingers that they implement transporting from regular Pokemon Go to the mainline game, but Nintendo is so bad at networking, I kind of don't want them to try. Now, this I can agree with. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) If only to avoid the frustration of knowing there is a way, but having it repeatedly not work. Amen to that, brother. I know you've been doing the Pokemon of the episode recently, and I have a request. It's my favorite, Umbreon. It has a special place in my heart for two reasons. When I was introduced in Gen 2, I arrogantly assumed that I knew how evolution worked and was ready to never be surprised again by evolution mechanics themselves. However, I did not know how to get Umbreon, and in fact was not even trying when my Eevee mysteriously started to evolve. That was my last truly surprising evolution. Yeah, back when the, 3D, the, the Game Boy didn't actually know it was upside down. Second, in Gen 5 I remember making so many dragon teams quit by using Curse, Payback, Moonlight and Toxic. Dragons were ridiculous that gen, and the sheer joy of walling all of those beasts to three other team online was great. Anyway, I would be grateful if you made an OU or UU team for Umbreon that I can try out. It'll compare to the OU one I made and attached. So that is definitely for next week, and I'm sure Seth will love making a stall team out of Umbreon. <laughs> Seth might. Thatch will not. <laughs> uh. But it's going to have to be RU. Yeah, probably. We want Umbreon to shine. So my question to the hosts was, what was the last Pokemon evolution that truly surprised or delighted them? Love the podcast. Keep up the work. Sincerely, Tiberius Yen. That is a good question. I actually have an answer, like a really good answer. Oh, let's hear it. So the last time that this actually happened, because it was before, honestly, it had to happen before the podcast, right? <laughs> Yeah. Because that's when I started paying attention to all the leaks and everything, and you saw all the Pokemon. There's no never, surprises anymore. There were yeah. no surprises anymore because I was following the Japanese releases and we got all the Pokemon, right? The one that got me, though, was Gen 3, because I paid no attention other than, like, the Nintendo Power press releases or anything. Was and it Ninkata? It was... Uh, this was actually... So I played Sapphire, so Archie was the bad guy. Um, so I just finished battling Archie at the top of uh, Mount Mortar. Is that the one? In uh, in Lava Ridge? No, Lava Mortar Ridge? is uh, Gen 2. Matt Mortar is Gen 2. Uh, so whatever mountain that one is. That um, one. And uh, in Gen 3, I was, I've just finished battling Archie. All of my stuff leveled up. And, like, I had a simultaneous, like, three Pokemon evolution because I hadn't followed anything. And so, like, I got Makuhita into Hariyama. I got, like, Shroomish into Breloom. And I think I got, I got something else. I forget what it was. Wow. And like they it all happened at once and it was just like, oh, this is really awesome to like see this happen and um I don't know. It was just really cool. It was like one of those moments that stuck with me. Wow. My my answer is surprisingly recent because when Gen 6 was being announced, I watched the official stuff, but I didn't watch the leaks. And mm. so Flabebe had been revealed, but Floet had not. No. And when my Flabebe evolved into Floet, I was like delighted i adore fluet's design i had the blue one of course i had to have the blue one and i fell in love with fluet and when i realized that like the best part of the story the involves the fluet 
involve the flood, I freaked out. I was, mm, I was so happy. You heard it here, here. You hear, uh, you heard it here, folks. Whimsicott, one of the five people that remember the story from X and Y. I actually really like the story. It's a really good one. It's a good anyway. For me, it was Malamar, and like I had gotten the leak, but trying to make it happen. I feel like there were so many times when it should have been evolving, and I'm like. Why is it not doing the thing? I'd be holding it upside down. I'm like, do I have to hold it upside down before the battle ends? Or like, it was right. Just, it's ugh, not clear. A hassle. It's just such a hassle to get Malamar. But Malamar was one by far one of my favorite Gen Six Pokemon designs, so I was determined to use it. But yeah. it was not an enjoyable experience to make evolve. That's good to know. That's uh, so asinine. How's that going to work on the Switch? I don't know. Well, it's got a gyroscope in the Switch. What if you're playing on the TV? You flip your controller upside down. Huh. That has a gyroscope too. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That works. It, it's kind of in the Joy Cons, really. So I yeah. want to know if a kid ever accidentally found that. I I, I just want to know, like, if they were doing like that kid thing where they're like playing their 3ds upside down and they like accidentally evolved. Exactly. I just when know. you're like lying on the bed with your head thrown back and playing. Yeah, I don't know. It's possible. I don't know. I kind of want more know. Pangoro evolutions where it's like it evolves if you have this in your party. More more like Mantike, yeah. Yeah interactive evolution i like that all right so this next one is gonna be from huitku hello to the lovely co-host and thatch with the words transfer and pokebank i always end up hearing the terrifying echo of please understand please understand in the back of my head oh what a fiasco it was when pokemon bank was first being released and what a heartbreak when i couldn't transfer all of my clear throat legit pokemon to x and y no one cares just kidding but overall it was a revolutionary step for Pokemon games, and the luxury ball Celebi was a nice touch. I think he means cherish ball, because I don't think it was a luxury ball. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to the Let's Go games, I can see those games not getting a transfer option at all, and only having a connection with Pokemon Go and keeping that branch of the franchise separate from the main games. That's right, Let's Go is not a main game. Why? Not sure, but I can definitely see that happening. No, nah, it's going to happen. <laughs> I'm sorry, buddy. It's going to happen. For Pokemon Fish and Chips, I think we'll be able to connect the current Pokemon bank through the server and be able to transfer all the Pokemon one way to the new bank without the ability to transfer them back. I also don't think the Switch will have any connectivity to the 3DS because it would have been announced with the announcement of the Switch shortly after. No, it wouldn't have. <laughs> they never announced like the 3DS compatibility with the Wii U, which definitely existed. Um, also, instead of Mew and Celebi, I think this time Jirachi would use some, could use some love and be the new gift Pokemon. That'd be cool. Uh, I don't know. I mean, any gift Pokemon would be nice. Yeah, I never say no to a free mythical. Uh, speaking of not being able to transfer things back, am I the only one who's annoyed at not being able to move unaltered Pokemon who are originally from Gen 6 between Gen 6 and Gen 7? I think with the no, current... No, that's me. Uh, I think with the current technology, the bank game slash bank should be able to distinguish if a Pokemon has been altered and couldn't come back to its original Gen 6 home. I'm just a little salty, I guess. My question to you guys is, do you think the Let's Go games and the main series games should or should not be able to transfer to between each other? Please understand. Huitku. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And we've got one more from Mido. Aren't we going to answer? Uh, what was the question? I didn't pay attention. Should they be able to transfer from Let's Go to their regular game? I mean, it's not a question of, sh uh, like, should they, but they're going to. Like, I don't even know if it's a question. It's going to happen. Right? You Okay. So here's the interesting thing. If they do have that... That technically means you could transfer something from your phone yeah. to Let's Go to your main game, which yes. I think is an interesting uh, way of looking at it. I would like it. I wouldn't 
be incredibly surprised either if there was a way to transfer from your phone to Sword and Shield. Like, I, I just wouldn't be surprised at this point. I think you're more likely to see it be like it is now, and it's going to be like a like a middleman of Let's Go, which is fine as mm-hmm. well. That's fine. Um, yeah. I, I think I see yeah, Let's I Go. Guess. I mean, they're going to transfer Let's Go, and the reasoning behind it is. Uh, little Timmy is going to want his super awesome Blastoise from Let's Go. Yeah. Right. Just shame Blastoise isn't awesome in Let's in, in yeah. Go. <laughs> he's going to he's gonna want his super awesome Blastoise slash Charizard slash Venusaur slash whatever from Let's Go. And if you're going to use Let's Go as a as the game, like the gateway drug, right? If you're going to use it as the gateway drug, you need to have a way for people to be able to keep enjoying that experience and have something a little bit more familiar, right? Yeah, it can't be Gen 3 the Redux. Yeah, so that's why you do it. You you don't you don't they're gonna they're gonna connect Let's Go, and I, I think it's gonna be more of a transfer than a than an actual uh, like it's compatible with PokeBank. I think it's gonna be more of a direct oh, yeah. transfer. Yeah, because if you transfer it and transfer it back, the candy values are gone. and It's a whole mess. Yes, so, no. exactly. So just throwing that out there. Uh, hopefully, hopefully that answers the question. Uh, but now we All can right. read the one from Mido. On to the last one. To Thatch and his armed and dangerous sleeper agents. Working night shifts alone can be fairly maddening, so it's always nice my crowbat, Cross, is nocturnal. We spend the night working away until we're both fairly uh, knackered by morning. Yesterday morning was especially true, since Cross fell asleep whilst still flying. When will Game Freak add sleeping animations? The games are fully 3D now and have been for some time. They sorted models out of for gens, uh, six gens for X and Y. For so for Sword and Shield, it'd be nice to have some more battle animations, sleeping animations. I mean, they sell enough sleeping Pokemon merch, and I don't know, maybe turning animations. That rotation slide is off-putting. As I try to lasso my sleeping Crobat down from the rafters, my question this week is: What ways would you like to see Pokemon in Gen Eight be given personality and life, either through animations, lore, or any gameplay function? One idea is perhaps giving base expressions for Pokemon with different personalities. A brash Kecleon could look angry all the time. Maybe a giveaway for competitive builds, but I've always felt immersion was more important. Yours tiredly, mid the Galar region. I think he forgot to put the O. Oh, my yeah, then. Probably. I thought it was just like, oh, I'm shortening it because I'm being casual. Keep it cute. Casual, <laughs> casual Kelly over here. Oh. <laughs> Uh, what was the question? I like that people are starting to like end their emails with questions. I like this a lot. Mm. I love it. Uh, I don't know. I do like yes. the idea of just like instead of the slide, like the just like sliding rotations we get. I would love to just see them actually like take the step to rotate or whatever. Or you know what I would love if um you know when games let you rotate your character and you spin them really fast and they get dizzy. <laughs> I want that. I think that'd be really cute for a lot of Pokemon. I would just be okay some if, like... get angry, some could get, like, Ugh. I do like the idea of a battle animation, like, increasing that. I don't know if we're going to get it this gen, because... Uh, just So, throwing this out there, I don't know if people are aware, but Pokemon has a very bad record of just reusing 3D models. Yeah. Like... Aren't we, like, still using some of the ones from Stadium? No, not no. anymore. Uh, that, so... But they carried those for a long they, time. So, like, the original ones from Stadium made it all the way to Coliseum and XD. Which is unacceptable. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but some, like, some of the idol animations are kind of inspired by those. Oh, right? they're definitely inspired by them. Uh, well, because so, if, if you, if you think about it, and this is, this is awful, but if you think about it, a lot of these Pokemon weren't designed with 3D models in mind. 
Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. You know, this is the moment that I bring up one of my worst pet peeves in the history of Pokemon. And by history of Pokemon, I mean the passage from Gen 5 to Gen 6. Okay, Whimsicott is a cotton flower. It's supposed to have five lobes. It had five lobes. And somehow they became six in the 3D model. And I cannot stand for that. <laughs> I just want Hitmontop to spin again. Yes. Instead of yeah. like breakdancing. Yeah, he's I need doing his like weird dance top. and it's depressing. Yeah. And I That upsets me. Hitmontop upsets me. I, so I think that's something I can ask that- for in Gen 9. Maybe. Our answer is that some Pokemon already have personality in the 3D models they have now, like Torchic when it runs back to you after an attack. It like if every Pokemon right? Yeah, if every Pokemon had something like that, we'd be fine. Yeah, I think something like I mean it, that Rollet does really good with it too, and granted Rollet was done designed with that in mind. Um like that was the thing. They were just like, How do the Pokemon move in the battle? Like that was what they thought yeah. about for Gen 7. And that so I mean, you have to sit there and you have to retcon like 600-some Pokemon. But I think it's still doable. I mean, I would love to have some kind of personality like that, though. But yeah, that's it for the emails. If you guys want to send an email in next week to PucklePodcast at gmail.com, let us know what if you are okay with going back to basics in Sword and Shield, or would you like to see them try to push something new, like, uh, like Pokemon Breath of the Wild? Let us know, PucklePodcast at gmail.com. But if you want to catch up on more Puckly goodness, always check out Puckle Plus, where we've got a good number of shows over there for you guys to catch on Thursdays. In addition to the Monday show, it's amazing. Go do it. If you want more Puckle in your life, best place to go for it. Uh, in addition to that, uh, let's see, what am I thinking of? Uh, you can you can always check follow us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Reddit, wherever social media is sold. Instagram, that's the other one. That's the one we've been pushing lately. Of course, if you want, you can go to our twitch.tv slash thepucklepodcast to catch us doing some crazy streaming stuff. I'm hoping to get back to it this week. Uh, I really want to just get into some battles with you guys and just have some fun and just talk and hang out. Um, it's always one of my favorite things to do. Uh, and then, of course, uh, let's see. So we did we did Twitch. Um, you can support us on Twitch by going to uh, by supporting us with a Twitch Prime subscription. We always appreciate that. Or just by coming and hanging out. If you want to also get more video content, Whimsicott and the gang have been working on the YouTube channel over at youtube.com slash Puckle Podcast, where you can catch a bunch of Pokemon dra- or Puckle Draft League videos. I almost said Pokemon Draft League, and I'm like, no, this is our thing. <laughs> and of course, you can always support the show monetarily by going to patreon.com slash Puckle Podcast, where you can support the show, get cool things like shiny Pokemon. And finally, you can always check out our Tee Public store for some sweet, sweet merch, like a mug with Sublime's face on it. Yes, Get the best life. Item. So that is going to be it for the uh, for the show today. Thanks for thanks to everybody for listening. Thanks for coming out. And I guess I'm Trainer Thatch. I am the Fluffy Swimsicott, and I remain sublime. And here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time.
As always, we'd like to thank our patrons here at Puckle. So uh, let's go ahead and thank Michaela, Greg, Viger, Duly Noted, Ten Little Men, Andrea, The Fluffiest Whimsicott, Shamu, Snag, Dexio, Christian, Jushiro, Rotted Mushroom, Bosephus, Alvarin, Seth Vilo, Minor Minetric, Claude Nine, Dark Shaggy, Dark Flame, Andrew Decker, The Beauty and the Geek, Tra- Tavis, Josh, Taylor, Alex, R. Sigma, Nathan, The Golden Klefki, The British Gent, Trevor, TJ, Doc Knox, Dennis, Echo, Michael, Shambles, Birdkeeper Cobra, Jeremy, Louise, Wade, Kevin, Justin, Eric, Tank, Jonathan, Greg, Bodtech, Alec, Mikey, Ozzy, Half Full Reviews, Rory, Sparky, Nick, Dylan, Shira, Ironcaster, Orange Avenger, Julian, Julie, Thomas, Zero, Curtis, Anime Gravy, Hazelnut, Joseph, Traby, and Alex, as well as the Really V. <laughs> oh, that's a lot of people. Uh, keep on growing, guys. Uh, we've seen a lot of growth recently, and I really appreciate it. We will be doing another live show here in the near future, so keep your ears open for that. Uh, I guess I will catch the, catch the rest of you on the flip-flop. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.